write a check to anybody <laughs> who can decipher what Joe Biden is trying to convey. <laughs> well, something about wanting to punch Robert E. Lee while Donald Trump was looking up. I don't know. Well, you know what? We'll play that part by the president, and you can, uh, you know what? We're bored. You decide. You can figure it out for yourself, all right? Good morning. 507 Trey Ware here, Captain Don Morgan, right over there. There's Chris. What's going on? You all right? And Elaine is over there. All right, you you figure it out, and maybe she'll write you. That's a reporter from Sky News says she'll write you a check and figure out what Joe's talking about here. What's she talking about? Yeah, that, you know, well, you know what, what do you want to do with Biden? I want to box him. I should be so lucky. You know what I mean? But it is the, the, the kinds of things, or, you know, stuff that's coming out of Florida, stuff that's coming out of, you know, Robert E. Lee been in Afghanistan. You're the one. No, anyway. I want to pop you. Stuff is coming out of Florida. Stuff coming out of Robert E. Lee. I don't want to talk about stuff coming out of Robert E. Lee. <laughs> Especially at 508 in the morning when I've got a Pop-Tart in the uh, microwave. 14th annual Raul Jimenez Radiothon is going on now through October 15th, just like last year because of COVID. This year, it's going to be only delivery instead of having it in a big place with a whole bunch of people around. Last year, you helped to feed 10,000 needy people in San Antonio. You helped purchase the items that we needed, such as the turkey. We're, we're, we're donating Don this year as our official turkey. All right. Uh, this year, the need is great. We need your help. So if you can, go to KTSA.com, presented by Airtron, Heating and Air, Window World, Institute for Functional Health, and Ansita. Think Ansita. Okay, well, Secretary of State is as boring. You know what? Paint watches him dry. That's how boring this guy is, okay? Grass watches him grow. This guy. But we found out, we found out just like the rest of the Biden folks, he's a liar. He's a liar. He's a liar. Anthony Blinken. Well, one of the most interesting uh, moments, he was asked whether or not the FBI had uh, questioned him about Hunter Biden or if he turned over documents relating to Hunter Biden. And he, well, he didn't know how to answer that question. I just have a couple more questions for you. A little off topic here, but I think it's interesting. How long was your recent interview with the FBI and was it a deposition? I'm sorry, I don't know what you're referring to. Are you saying that you have not had a recent interview with the FBI since becoming Secretary of State? I'm, uh, I, I'm not sure what you're referring to, uh, and I'm happy to take that uh, up with you offline. Did, this, did the State Department turn over documents to the wait, FBI Chris, related wait, to Hunter? Wait, Chris. Wait. Okay, first of all, his silence means he knows exactly what he's talking about. And second of all, I don't know if you can back it up a little bit. Second of all, the fact he says, I'll take it up with you offline, also says he knows exactly what he's being questioned about. Okay, go ahead. I'm, uh, I, I'm not sure what you're referring to, uh, and I'm happy to take that uh, up with you offline. Did, this, did the State Department turn over documents to the FBI related to Hunter Biden, Burisma, and or the Blue State Strategies Corporation? Uh, you'll have to. Uh, it, so you have no knowledge the, uh, of this. You have had no. You don't. You are you saying you have not had an interview it, it with would, the FBI it would, since it would not be appropriate for me to comment uh, in a public forum on any uh, legal proceedings that the department. I'm not asking you to comment on the legal proceedings. I'm just asking if you've been interviewed by the FBI since becoming Secretary of State. Um, Again, I'm not going to comment one way or another. That's a yes. Any, uh, legal proceedings <laughs> That's or not. a yes. That's a yes. Uh, that was Representative Scott Perry, Republican, asking the questions of the, uh, of the what, is he Secretary of State or is he just Master BSer? I don't know. But he's, he really, I mean, this whole thing, uh, they're, 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 they are trying to keep Hunter Biden out of jail so it doesn't reflect badly on the old man. That's it. Bottom line. Uh, were you questioned by the FBI? What? What, what are you talking about? But what? I, I've never heard of that. What are you talking about? And you know what? American people go right along with it. They're fine with it. You know, they don't care. They're, they're good with the, you know, all, all the lies and obfuscation and all that. They don't care. 
But let me tell you something that little Trey found out, all right? Because I happen to do my study on this stuff. Anthony Blinken met with Hunter Biden in 2015 when he was Assistant Secretary of State under Barack Hussein Obama. He met with Hunter Biden. Now, could they have been discussing Burisma? Of course they could. Could they have been discussing taking a couple of billion dollars out of China? Of course. But chances are they were probably talking about art. You know, they're both lovers of art, so chances are real good. They were, may, may have been talking, having a latte while they're looking at Picasso and just admiring how great Hunter Biden is and how closely his work resembles a great Picasso. You know what I mean? You know I mean? That's what they were talking about. Of course. They wouldn't be talking about Burisma and $83,000 a month and Daddy going over there and getting the uh, investigation into Burisma stopped by threatening to withhold a billion U.S. taxpayer do- dollars. That That wouldn't have been the discussion. They wouldn't have been talking about getting on Air Force Two and flying over and meeting with the Chinese and coming back with a big old fat checkbook from the Chinese. They wouldn't have been talking about that. They wouldn't have been talking about making it rain at the strip club and getting a stripper pregnant. They wouldn't have been talking about that and how that might reflect poorly on dad, dear old dad. And, hey, where's the laptop anyway, dude? Uh, You know, the one with all the pictures and you passed out on crack. Where is that anyway? So... Anthony Blinken knew exactly what he was being asked about as the swamp is trying to cover up Hunter Biden, trying to keep it down low, trying to keep him out of jail so daddy don't have to deal with any of this stuff. That is what we're talking about here. And they're all in it. It's a vast left-wing conspiracy. Thousands of lawful U.S. residents left in Afghanistan, according to Blinken. I thought it was 100. How'd we go from 100 to thousands? He uh, admitted yesterday it was thousands. Still there. So Joe Biden has armed the Taliban, given them guns and airplanes and everything, and thousands of hostages. But what could go wrong? I mean, come on. It's going to turn out just fine. He was pressed on the allegation that Biden told the Afghan president to lie about the war. He said, I'm obviously not going to comment on a private conversation. And a GOP congressman erupted, a man who lost two legs in Afghanistan to that war. That's Representative Brian Mast. He told Anthony Blinken, you're a liar, and I don't want to hear from you anymore. Okay, so let's play this one too, Chris, just real quick. Um, while he was doing that, the president was over in uh, Idaho. Boise. And the president was talking about the wildfires and how this is uh, all global warming and we got to fix the global warming and I need to tax you to the tune of $3 trillion so that I can stop the wildfires in Idaho. Although the wildfires in Idaho, back before there was an Idaho, right where Idaho is, been going on since the earth was created. But, you know, that's a different story. Uh, So Joe is there yesterday talking about all this. And one of the funny things that came out of it is that Joe said he got his very first job offer there at a lumber company in Idaho. <laughs> That's right. He he, uh, he said, I used to tell Frank Church this, who was a congressman from Idaho. I got uh, my first job offer where I wanted my wife, deceased wife, and I wanted to move to, yeah, um, uh, well, uh, Idaho. Because uh, we, it's, uh, you know, it, it's not a joke here. Uh, It's a beautiful, beautiful state, and I interviewed for a job at Boise Cascade. And in the meantime, there was a war going on. But anyway, I digress. The whole point was that I used to always kid Frank. Well, the Boise Cascade folks were asked about this, and they said, no, we checked. And uh, no, he never applied and was never offered a job from here. If you remember in 2007, the memoir promises to keep, it doesn't mention at all anything about the desire to move to Idaho or he applied for a job in Idaho. What it says is 
when he got out of college and he got his military deferment so he wouldn't have to go to Vietnam, he moved to back to his home state. Couldn't wait to get back to his home state of Delaware. Now, look, he has a long record of lying. Dropping out of his first presidential campaign in 1988 due to a, a, a scandal involving plagiarism of speeches and a law school paper and a controversy about claims he made about his academic record. This month, he said he spent time at going to the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh after the October 2018 mass murder of 11 people. The synagogue said, that's not true. Remember, we covered that with you. And then after we all called him on it and said, no, he didn't go to the synagogue, the White House briefly issued a statement over the weekend saying, no, no, he was referring to a 2019 telephone call he had with them. That's not what he said. He said he went there and held the rabbi and hugged the congregants. But the White House over the weekend said, no, 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 he, 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 just, he was confused. What he meant was he spent time on a 2019 phone call. In 2020, he claimed that he had the great honor of being arrested while breaking Nelson Mandela out of jail. He said Mandela thanked him for it later, and then Joe admitted it was incorrect. It was wrong that he lied. Lying Joe. But here's here's the one I want to get to. So yesterday they're talking about the wildfires. And he turns to George Geisler of the National Association of State Foresters and wants to ask George a question. Well, you see, that wasn't on the teleprompter. <laughs> that wasn't pre-planned and pre-scripted by Saki and the rest of them. So listen to what happened. Can I ask you a question? Of course. One of the things that... Uh... I've been working on with some others is Joe hey Joe are you there Joe <laughs> what you working on with others Joe <laughs> hey Joe what happened oh I know what happened just like they do every time he goes off script the White House cut the feed and went to the blue screen that says, thank you for watching. Back in a minute. In my opinion, that's absolutely aid and comfort to the enemy. I absolutely wonder if you were complicit in this as well. I find it hard to believe that President Biden would do that without you being aware of this. And these are things that we deserve to know better answers, have better hearings on this. I do not believe a word that you're saying on this. Right on, represented. Right on, sir. I appreciate that very much. And he has every every right in the world to say what he is saying because he was there in Afghanistan and lost both legs, came back without legs. And now he's serving in the Congress of the United States and he knows the truth about Afghanistan. And he knows aid and comfort was given to the enemy by Joe Biden and the administration. And Joe Biden should be, uh, look, uh, taken out of office. He should be removed by impeachment for giving aid and comfort to the enemy. A billion, $83 billion dollars in armaments given to the enemy that they are using now to attack the thousands of American interests that are still behind enemy lines there in Afghanistan. And, and that's what Anthony Blinken said yesterday. He made it perfectly clear. He was under oath. He couldn't say 100 anymore. He can say 100 if he's on with Jen Psaki, if he's on with uh, Wolf Blitzer, if he's on MSNBC, he can say it. Uh, it's less than, a, you know, less than 100. Yeah, that's not like it. 100. 100. You're about 100. He can say that, but then when he raises his right hand and he knows he might go to prison for five years, oh, it's thousands now. It's thousands that are there, thousands that we left behind enemy lines in Afghanistan, and we armed their captors. Hello? Does anybody really care anymore? Does anybody really give two spits about any of this anymore? Anybody? See, it's really kind of important the way we handle our business here in the United States and what we do and how we handle people going forward. Even Barack Obama traded five murderers, high-value Taliban murderers, for a deserter that most people in the military wouldn't give two cents for. He was a deserter. Cabinet members? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you, Chris. They now are cabinet members in Afghanistan. They're now running the country. And, of course, there's video all over. The Fox News had some on a little while ago uh, how the Taliban is beating women. You can hear the women just absolutely wailing and crying and screaming. 
And this is the organization that Blinken and 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 uh, um, Biden and the rest of them are saying they're good guys now, man. We're we're going to recognize them in the international community. You know, you know who aren't the good guys? White guys who voted for Donald Trump. Those are the bad guys. If you're a white guy who voted for Trump, man, man, we need to lock you up. Need a lot. We got every eye in the world on you. But if you're a Taliban guy and you're beating women in the streets of Afghanistan, all right, good for you. Great job. That's what this administration believes, guys. That's what they're. That's what they're telling us. Now we have news from San Antonio. The percentage of vaccinated patients with COVID rising in San Antonio hospitals. What up with that? Why? are more and more vaccinated people going to the hospital in San Antonio. What's going on? We'll talk about that and more. Free Lifestyles Unlimited workshop by going to LUISanAntonio.com. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Simply put, I do not wish to hear from you. I'm not Simply put, you Congressman, what you said is dead wrong. I don't wish there to hear your lies. Manipulation of intelligence. Period. And you have all been regularly apprised of the intelligence no, assessments. Gentlemen, over the, the gentleman was suspended. The gentleman's time has expired. And so has the gentleman's time. The secretary can answer the question. I didn't ask him a question. Yeah. So what he was doing, the the head of the committee yesterday with Blinken, he he was up there just trying to give everything to Anthony Blinken because, you know, that's what they do. You know, he's a a Biden guy and whatever. So, you know, he's trying to cover for Blinken. Blinken couldn't even have the common courtesy to get up and walk down two blocks to Congress to meet with them. Okay? He sat in his office, did a Zoom call has nothing to do with COVID because he's out everywhere all the time. By the way, uh, real quick thing on that. Do you remember the 9-11 thing where they all had their masks on? There's Pelosi. She got a black mask on. They, well, they were all wearing black that day because it was 9-11. You remember that? And, and you remember I t- told you about how Joe pulled his down. He was yelling at a very inappropriate time. But do you remember how they were all covered up with masks? There's the Clintons. There's the Obamas. There's Joe and Jill. There's... Uh, what's his name? The former got Bloomberg and, and and Nancy Pelosi and I don't know who's standing next to her, but they all have masks on. Guess what? I uncovered a picture of about two minutes before that picture, that mask picture was taken. Guess what? They don't have on in the picture two minutes before that picture was taken. <laughs> no, they had clothes on, Chris. They didn't have their masks on. They were standing around face-to-face, I mean, like, inches from each other, having a conversation. Nobody had a mask on. They, here's Nancy Pelosi, and she's talking to some other woman, but right up in each other's faces. Vodka smell everywhere. Right over here, there's Joe and Jill, and they're just chatting along with other people standing around. No mask on. Over there is Bill and Hillary chatting with people. No mask on. There's Barack and Michelle chatting with other people, milling about, shaking hands, glad having, kissing on the butt, or ha- patting on the butt, doing all. Oh, yeah, that's all going on. Nobody had a mask on and then all of a sudden the photographer says places everyone put your mask on and here they go they put their mask on for the picture so you're dealing with anyway it's uh 538 now ktsa the percentage of vaccinated patients with covid in san antonio hospitals rising according to today's san antonio express news the percentage of patients hospitalized in San Antonio with COVID-19 who were fully vaccinated has increased even as the total number of infected people in the hospital has declined. Then it's not a vaccine. Doctors say this is driven by, or some of it is driven by fully vaccinated patients' exposure to people who didn't get the shots. Vaccinated patients also tested positive for the virus after being admitted to hospitals for different reasons. So more on this in just a minute. But basically what they're finding out here in San Antonio is that vaccinated people are ending up in, fully vaccinated people are ending up in the hospitals in greater numbers, and that number is rising and rising and rising. Metro Health is reporting 
11 Bear County residents who were fully vaccinated have died after contracted COVID-19 as of July 31st, the beginning of August. So more vac- fully vaccinated people are dying in the hospital in San Antonio and Bear County. Those who are vaccinated often are immunocompromised categories and other medical conditions such as diabetes, trans- uh, transplant recipients, they have connective tissue disease and maybe immunosuppressants, etc. The vaccine is not perfect, says Metro Health, for preventing infection. It's our experience the immune response from the vaccine clearly provides a significant level of protection and diminishes the risk of hospitalization and death. Now, I found another report here that is showing... Um, that this is a study of 50,000 VA patients recorded as hospitalized for something else. And then while they're in the hospital, they are tested and they're positive for COVID. And when the numbers come out, they are listed as COVID primary and not whatever it was they went in there with. So I... Just come up with this. You break your leg and you go in a hospital for a broken leg. They got to operate and they got to cast you and all that. So before they operate so they can cast you and all that, they do a COVID test. Son of a gun, you got a COVID test. And what is the public, what does the public know about you? They don't know about the broken leg. They know that you have COVID. You didn't know you had COVID. That's a little weird, isn't it? You go in for something else, had nothing to do with COVID, you didn't even have congestion, you didn't even feel bad, and they test you while you're in there, and it comes back that you have COVID, and that's what they list you as. They list you as a COVID-positive patient. Now, remember, we, we went through this last year, but the hospitals make more money on a COVID person. So to list somebody as a COVID person makes them more money than a broken leg person. <laughs> they get more government dollars if you're COVID. I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I really have been always, always, always I've been suspect of the tests. Always. Always have been suspect of these tests. Uh, but something like that would make me even more suspect. That was 50,000 VA patients. That wasn't just like one or two. That was 50,000. So my video today um, has to do with this whole idea of booster shots. I'm trying to figure all this out, and we've been talking about it here on the show, and I've been reading a lot about booster shots. It basically, no, it's not basically, it is a third shot. It's whatever you got, the, and you get it the third time, same dose. It's just a third shot. In Israel, they've given that third shot to everybody 12 years old and above. And they're buying enough for a fourth shot. They're thinking they're going to need somewhere around October, November. That's Israel. I'm trusting what they're doing more so than our own government because our own government's been lying to us now for a year or longer about this, right? Our own government, they're using this as a mode. They're using COVID as a mode of control. If you didn't watch Tucker Carlson last night, read the transcript of his monologue, he nailed it. He knocked it out of the park. It's on foxnews.com. What what all this is about and what their intentions are and where they're headed with all this is just, it'll blow your mind. And he revealed it last night. Uh, again, you can watch the monologue or if you want to read it. I, I read the transcript. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. So I don't listen to the CDC or FDA. Uh, you had those honchos at the FDA quit. Uh, and they said they were quitting because the booster thing has become politicized. Um, and then it sounded like they went political. They wrote, along with some other uh, scientists around the world, they wrote a white paper for Lancet yesterday, and I downloaded it. I read the entire white paper, and it started out, it was really weird because it started out with we need to take this out of politics. The Biden administration has politicized this. We need to take it out of politics, and we need to talk about the science. 
So then they talked about, we don't know whether or not you need a booster yet. We're working on trying to figure out if people will need the third shot. We don't know that. Um, they didn't really get into the third shot being a problem. They didn't say, they, they, they touched on myocarditis for just a second, but they didn't spend a whole lot of time saying, you know what, don't get, we're, we're opposed to it because it's dangerous. That's not, that wasn't the point of the paper. You get to the last paragraph on the third or fourth page, and that's where you find out why they're really opposed to the boosters right now. They talk about the same position that Tedros over at the World Health Organization has, and that is nobody gets a third shot until everybody has a first shot. That's what the World Health Organization would like to see happen. You don't get a third shot or a fourth shot until everybody in the world gets a shot. Then you can have your third shot. That's basically what these 18 doctors and scientists, epidemiologists and whatever, that's what they were saying in that paper. So now I told you what it was. You don't have to read it. You don't have to read the paper for yourself. That's basically what it was. They were not citing dangers of a third shot, really. Again, they touched on myocarditis, which apparently really shows up in young men, like teenage boys. So, okay, where does all that leave us, right? Do you vaccinate people who are in a third world country who are basically already quarantined because they're not going anywhere they're not leaving on airplanes flying around the world and all that kind of stuff do you make sure that they get their first shot or do you give a third shot to the people who are getting on airplanes and flying around the world and who could pass it all around the world. That's where we are today, and that's the, that's the politics and the battle that's going on over the boosters. So figure this out. So the boosters right now are supposedly limited to those who are immunocompromised or on an immunosuppressant medication. So what does that mean? Can you go in and get it? Well, supposedly you're not supposed to. Bottom line is... Where all this is stood, you got to make this decision for yourself. Some of it is just blowing on the dice and throwing it down at the crap table. Some of it, a lot of it, is in consultation with your own physician and seeing what he or she says and what they recommend. And yourself. You know yourself. You know if you are one of those that gets sick every time some, you know, some little bug shows up somewhere or, you know, somebody farts, you get sick. You know that. You know you, Right. So if that's you, if you typically have a weak immune system, you probably think about this, you know, consult your doctor. But uh, if you're robust and healthy and strong and feeling good and you're always, you know, cold doesn't slow you down and a flu has nothing to do, you know, all that, the flu wouldn't touch you with a 10-foot pole, all those things, well, maybe you're in a different category. Bottom line is you know you. So that's, that's where we are. That's where this thing is. I, I did a little video. It's up KTSA.com, Trey Ware page. i got to take a break. We'll come back, and uh, Pledge of Allegiance is coming up. 210-599-5555. He's done it. He's getting in the race for 122. Got that. Today's Pledge of Allegiance, powered by Stevens Roofing. Okay, Danny, go for it. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all guests of the 550 ktsa morning news with trey ware appear courtesy of the stevens roofing newsmaker hotline well the 14th annual raul jimenez radiothon is going on now through october 15th and just like last year because of covid we're not going to have the thing in the alamo lounge it's only going to be delivery this year. They won't be having the big thing at the convention center where everybody's going to go and get together. Bad idea. So it's only going to be delivery like it was last year. And last year, you helped us feed about 10,000 needy people in San Antonio. You helped with the purchase of uh, things like turkeys and, all oh, the gravy and the stuffing and everything we had to have. This year, the need is great again, and we need your help to feed the needy and buy those items that we need for the dinner. If you could please go to KTSA.com, that's a place, There's a, make it easy, it's just real simple to give right there. You can do it all electronically at KTSA.com. Presented by Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat and AC, Wagner Hall at Custom Homes, North Park Toyota of San Antonio, and Conviva uh, Care Centers. And thank you for everybody for participating once again in our Radiothon. 
Um, looking for people to say the Pledge of Allegiance, if you would, 210-599-5555. We put you in our rotation, and uh, you come up at uh, 555 or 550 and uh, 650 each morning. And we just put you in the rotation, and you come up and, and you play. So if you would, just give us a call, 210-599-5555. It'll take you less than one minute to do the Pledge of Allegiance over the phone, and I would appreciate that very much. Well, he's decided he's going to get in. For the race for District 122, Nico LaHood, former DA, is in. He's going to enter the uh, Republican primary for District 122. It's a seat that's been held by Lyle Larson now for 11 years. LaHood said he's going to run regardless of whether Larson seeks re-election. That's been an unknown at this point. Uh, Lyle has uh, talked to Jeff Webster about getting in. Jeff, a former city councilman, Jeff's not interested apparently in in getting into this. Uh, Nico, of course, was the district attorney. He ran for that uh, position three times, lost twice, won uh, once. Uh, this is interesting from the Express News. During a 2018 radio interview, LaHood said the Democrat Party has been hijacked by a leftist ideology, a neo-Marxist ideology that is really fascist in nature. Why couldn't they put my name in there? He said it right here. He said it on this show. 2018 radio interview, LaHood said the Democrat Party, he left the Democrat Party and became a Republican. So he's running in the uh, District 122 race for the Texas House whether Lyle Larson is going to run again or not. And, again, that's an unknown. Well, it's over for sure. Kim and Kanye, Kanye over for sure. Remember, there's been talk about a divorce and all of that. He uh, played around, played the field, which was a shocker, while they were married. Well, how do we know it's over for sure? Kanye officially yesterday unfollowed Kim on Instagram. That's it right there. That's how we know. He had already unfollowed Kim and her sisters on Twitter back in June. But that's one thing. Unfollowing somebody on Twitter, that happens. But when you cut the IG ties, baby, that means it's over and over for good. So they're done. Uh, Kim and Kanye are a thing of the, the past now. So anyway, I knew you'd want to hear about that. Coming up next, the latest on COVID and Afghanistan with Antony Blinken. And how everybody got it so wrong, how your administration got it so wrong, uh, needs to look at that as the most likely explanation. Well, yeah, because it was all politics, and that was where Antony Blinken, by the way, you know, paint watches him dry. That's how boring this guy is. Couldn't even get off his duff and walk down two blocks to appear before Congress. That's the contempt for which they hold the American people because when they will not appear before Congress, that is a reflection on the, their thoughts about the American people. But I digress for a moment. One of the most serious moments came when Representative Scott Perry asked Antony Blinken, the Secretary of State, about whether or not he has been interviewed by the FBI concerning Hunter Biden. And his answer, well, it's a clear yes. Listen. I just have a couple more questions for you. A little off topic here, but I think it's interesting. How long was your recent interview with the FBI, and was it a deposition? I'm sorry, I don't know what you're referring to. <laughs> don't know which you're referring. Well, let me try to, you know, joggle your memory. Are you saying that you have not had a recent interview with the FBI since becoming Secretary of State? I'm, uh, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure what you're referring to, uh, and I'm happy to take that uh, up with you offline. Did oh, this, wait, 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 Chris. Pause, 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 pause. The man just asked, have you had a recent interview with the FBI? Man, this whole thing about, I'm not sure I know what you're referring to. No, no, no. Interview FBI guy badge. Hey, where were the FBI? Ephraim Zimbos Jr.'s in the car. Uh, can I talk to you a minute? That's it. Did that happen in your life? Go ahead. Chris. Uh, and I'm happy to take that uh, up with you offline. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Take what up with me offline? You, you don't even know what I'm talking about. You're not clear. What is it you're going to take up with me offline? Go ahead. 
did the State Department turn over documents to the FBI related to Hunter Biden, Burisma, and or the Blue State Strategies Corporation? Yeah. Uh, question. You'll have to. Uh, so you have no the, knowledge uh, of this. Uh, you have had no. You don't. You are you saying you have had, not, not had an interview it, it, with it, FBI? It, it, it would not be appropriate for me to comment uh, in a public forum on any uh, legal proceedings that the department. Whoa! Uh, whoa! He didn't ask you about legal proceedings. He didn't ask you about any legal proceedings. He, oh, you're, you're breaking news then, aren't you? You're telling us there's legal proceedings going on. Because he didn't ask you about legal proceedings now, did he? Chris, can we go back to it? He didn't ask you if this was a legal matter that was going on. He just asked, did you turn over documents concerning any of these organizations? you're the one who said legal proceedings. And by the way, you could tell the chairman's getting really nervous. The chairman's a Democrat because Democrats run the House. The chairman's getting really nervous. So in a second, you'll hear the, the nervousness of the chairman get involved. Here we go. You don't, you, are you saying you have not had an interview it, it with would, the FBI? It would, since it would not be appropriate for me to comment uh, in a public forum on any uh, legal proceedings that the department I'm not asking you to comment on the legal proceedings. I'm just asking if you've been interviewed by the FBI since becoming Secretary of State. Yes or no? Um, again, I'm not going to comment one way or another mm. on any uh, legal proceedings mm. or not uh, mm. that may or may not have uh, happened. Uh, uh, let, let me remind the gentleman that the topic of this hearing is Afghanistan. There's the chairman. That's what we're. I, I appreciate it, Mr. Chairman, but the secretary generally refuses to answer questions about Afghanistan. So I just figured we talk about something you should be intimately familiar with. Oh, Have you yeah, to good. Okay, so uh, basically, um, he did reveal a whole bunch of that, didn't he? Takes a three-year-old to figure that out. Yeah, there's an FBI investigation into Hunter Biden, and there darn sure well better be. I mean, you know. Is he asking him about $83,000 a month working for an oil company, although he knows nothing about oil, but he does know where to find his daddy. And, and the daddy at the last minute shows up with a billion dollars in his pocket and says, you call off an investigation into my son and you'll get the billion. If not, you won't get the billion. I mean, they could be talking about, I don't know, maybe, maybe. Or they could be talking about the laptop and the pictures of him crashed out on crack. They could be talking about that. They could be talking about the hookers. Or, or, or the stripper they got uh, pregnant and refused to take care of the child. They could be talking about that, but maybe not. Maybe it's just, you know, maybe they're just, maybe it's just having a conversation because they're art lovers. And they, the FBI wanted to know more about this great new artist. Wow, this Hunter Biden guy. Maybe the maybe the inter interviewee for, or interviewer from the FBI was just curious. Wow, we got a brand new artist on board here. Maybe they were asking about getting on Air Force Two with Pops and flying to China and coming back loaded down with Chinese cash. The airplane could barely get off the ground. <laughs> so much cash in that plane from China. Maybe it was about that, but again... Maybe it was just, hey, what are you doing Friday night? You want to hang out at the strip club? Maybe that's what they were talking about. Well, see, I do a little further digging because my hope with, with the show is that you'll learn something that maybe you didn't know before. Antony Blinken was the assistant secretary of state during the Barack Obama administration. You know that, deputy secretary of state? And in 2015, this was prior to Trump, 2015, he had a very private, secluded meeting with one Hunter Biden. Now, at that time, Hunter was the son and still is of Joe Biden. At that time, Joe Biden was the vice president to Barack Hussein Obama. What could Antony Blinken, the assistant secretary of state be meeting with the son of the vice president about in 2015. Hmm. I mean, that's that whole Chinese trip time in, a, in, in Air Force Two and a cash. That's that whole time. Why would Antony Blinken be having a one-on-one -on -one private meeting with Hunter Biden, the son of the vice president? 
What's he got to do with the price of tea in South Texas? I mean, he's just the son of the vice president. And, and you've got one of the highest ranking members of our diplomatic corps, our diplomatic team, meeting with the son of a vice president privately in 2015? Por qué? Why? What's up? See, I think those are the right questions to be asking. That's where we need to be finding information out. And how this guy, Antony Blinken, and Hunter Biden, what is y'all's connection? Was it hanging at the strip club? I don't know. Was it just a friendly conversation about art because you both love a fine Picasso over a fine glass of wine every once in a while? I don't know. But I sure am glad that somebody took the time during this fake, phony, horrendous show of, a, of testimony yesterday. God, it was awful. To ask appropriate questions and to try to find out the truth and how dirty we know Hunter Biden is and how had his information and the laptop had it not been ghosted during the last presidential election, that it would have been a completely different story. Hey, I want to encourage you to check something out today. Um, Tucker Carlson on his show last night, his opening monologue was, I think, the best I've ever heard and seen. Um, Fox News actually has a transcript of it up. It's Tucker Carlson, The Degradation of Our People is the Real American Crisis. Uh, this is stunning. Uh, I think it's important for all Americans to know the information that is uh, in, you know, in this uh, monologue. And again, it's on the Fox News website. Tucker Carlson: The degradation of our people is the real American crisis. But what, he really does a great job of laying out what the plans are for us and all this COVID mandates nonsense. That is going on and where it is eventually going to to lead us. All right, so the White House had their hand on the trigger button again last night. I'll tell you more about that. And uh, Joe was almost not the president because his life, according to Joe, almost took a completely different path. He was going to be a lumberjack. <laughs> a lumberjack. Joe like the brawny man that's coming up we'll tell you more about that i want to tell you about lifestyles unlimited go to financialfreedomlivestream.com use the promo code where w-a-r-e to get the financial freedom membership which is usually 740 a year you'll get two years for 297 when you use my name now why do you want to do this well they will teach you how to successfully invest in both single-family and multifamily properties. It's not a teaser seminar on here. This is a complete course with all the help that you could possibly need to get into investing in real estate. Bottom line is, people are always going to have to have a place to live. You ought to be the one supplying that place to live. And they could actually show you your path to retirement in five years or less, how you can actually do that. Lifestyles Unlimited does it every day. So do what I did. Go to the seminar. You can go in person or you can do it online. Financialfreedomlivestream.com. That's financialfreedomlivestream.com. Promo code is WARE, W-A-R-E, all in caps. KTSA AccuWeather forecast. Well, Nicholas is over in the Houston area, Houston and Galveston, and headed into Louisiana. It's going to be a big, big rainmaker in that area today. So if you're headed toward Houston, maybe you have business that's taking you to or through Houston, make sure you check first Lake Charles, Louisiana. Uh, and and the rest of Louisiana is in the uh, in the sights now of uh, of Nicholas. Nicholas became a hurricane briefly before coming ashore, back down to a tropical uh, storm right now. For us, nothing from Nicholas at all. Times of clouds and sun today at about 89. Tonight's going to be clear to partly cloudy. Tomorrow, partly sunny and a high of 91. And Thursday, clouds and sunshine, 93. Right now, 68. And online at KTSA.com. Can I ask you a question? Oops. Yes, go ahead. One of the things that uh, uh-huh. I've been working on with some others yeah. is... What? It- <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to explain this, right? I Yeah, I got I to gotta explain what's going on here, Don. 
Um, so Joe Biden's in Boise, Idaho, because he's talking about wildfires. And he says the wildfires are, are because of you know global warming, which wildfires in what was what is Boise, Idaho now, have existed since the earth was created, right? right so right. it's nothing new. Same with in California. There you go. Yeah. So anyway, he's sitting there, and you heard, you know, he's just questioning these guys. This guy he was questioning was George Geisler of the National Association of State Foresters. You know, pretty much the ranger dude with the hat. Right. And uh, <laughs> he has a script. Joe has a script in front of him, as he always does. And any time he gets close to getting off the script, the White House goes, oh, dump button, right? That's what we have. We have a dump button. Turns right. you off, right? Yeah. So um, that's what they've been doing. So we we have to play this again because we have to we have to let people know exactly what was going on. So this guy, this Geisler guy, is asked. You know, he's he's talking about it, and he's talking about the wildfires, and Joe's mumbling about wildfires, and then Joe asks, "Okay." He leans back. I got a question to ask you, and and you can see that his aides were just panicking. They just went crazy. <laughs> so. They pulled the plug on the press. Can I ask you a question? Of course. One of the things that uh, I've been working on with some others is... Yes? What? (laughs) That's it. I didn't cut him off. The White House cut him off, and they put up this blue screen that they always do, because they do this all the time, and it says, uh, thanks for watching. And it's the show's over, man. It's you done. know, you listen to to the him leading up to his question, uh-huh. and it's not even funny. You know, because it, it obviously something's not right. Of course, you know? and it's just sad. We, it's just sad to me. We all know, you know? that nothing's not right. Right. You know, he. This is an old man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then they're just throwing him into this. And it just—it's unfortunate every time it happens. You know, w- w- yeah. And and when it first was going on, I was like, really, oh man, this is not this is not good. And mm-hmm. you know, don't don't treat him this way, and don't make fun of this. And I, I try, you know, I try not to make fun of it. I I point it out because it's right. gotten so egregious, it's so bad. Mm-hmm. But really, part of my attitude has changed on that quite a bit. In that, he did it. Right. He's the one who put himself here. Mm-hmm. He's the one that his entire life he's been working to get here. It's his wife's fault because it is it is your spouse obligation, I believe, to make sure that you're not a public embarrassment. I, I believe your spouse has a role to play in hey Joe, really seriously, you know what? Let's go to the house. Let's not do this anymore. Right. Well the unfortunate thing is everything he's done, good or bad up to this point, is being progressively diminished on a daily basis well because this is what we're going to remember him by well you know and it's unfortunate you know uh barack told him not to do it right sat him down talked to him like an uncle told him he didn't have to do it don't do it man do not do this but a lot of this joe has done to himself right Mm. when you say good and bad i'm not real sure the the good that he has done over the years i've been looking Mm -hmm. to try to find good that he's done over the years right Whenever something has been done that he has attached himself to that's been halfway positive, somebody else actually did it, and he came in to claim the credit later. He's that kind of politician, and always has been. I've watched him for 47 well, years. Are, are most of them are. That, most of them that's, are. That's standard behavior. That's right. But what Joe does that, you know, a lot of them do as well, I'll give you that, but what Joe also does is then he piles on the BS mm-hmm. on top of that, right? right. So now we have, he's in Boise, Idaho yesterday, and he says, my first marriage, when I first got married, my wife and I decided we're going to move to Idaho, (laughs) and I'm going to become a lumberjack working at... uh, Boise Cascade? Boise Cascade. I'm going to become a lumberjack working at Boise Cascade. And, this and, after he retires from his lucrative career as a truck driver. Would say that's it too, right? Yeah, right. Or the 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 pool guy knocking around p- corn pop, right? So Frank Church was a representative from there, and he said, "Well, I used to tell them Frank. This is a quote. Okay, so again, sad, but this is a quote. So I used to tell them uh, Frank Church. I, I got a uh, my first job offer where I wanted my wife." Uh, 
this deceased wife, I, I wanted to move to Idaho because we, um, you know, not a joke. It's such a beautiful, beautiful state. And I interviewed for a job at Boise Cascade. And in the meantime, the, you know, there was a war, a war going on. Anyway, the whole point was I used to always kid Frank. So he's in Idaho and he says, hey, man, I, you know, I, I try to come work out here. There's absolutely no record whatsoever when he left uh, doing his mentorship at the law firm. He went immediately back to live in Delaware, his home state. He always wanted to live in Delaware. And he has since all that time. He's lived right there in Delaware. Hasn't moved, never showed any, never talked about it in his 2007 memoir where he said, you know, we really thought about moving out to Boise, Idaho. That never came up in there. There's never any discussion about Boise, Idaho until he's in Boise, Idaho. And he's trying to impress the people. This, he, this is that. This is he. This is that. He's that guy. I want to impress you, so I want to tell you that uh, you know that kind of thing. He's he's a used car salesman. Sorry, he's, he's worse than that. <laughs> you know, I guess the only thing that we can in that statement, the only thing that we can say for sure. That yeah. is a hundred percent true. Idaho is actually a beautiful state. That's exactly yeah. right. That's that. Now that is true. <laughs> that part's true. He's got that part. That's right. right. So then, and it, and you know, it goes back to like 1988 when he was initially running for president, and he had to quit because he had plagiarized a bunch of speeches, mm-hmm. and not even right. just a word or two, but the whole speech, word for word. You know, yeah. you're done. But that's the part that stuck with me when 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 Obama announced him as his running mate. Right? Why? It's like that's the that's the Worst guy. Right. Yeah. And that's the only thing that I could think of because I had really didn't pay. I had no idea who he was up until then. Look, just like Kamala checked some boxes, Mm -hmm. Joe checked some boxes for Barack. Right. Old white redneck. Yep. Safe bet. Um, So then, so not only did you have the 1988 thing, then just the other day you had the talking about the tree of life synagogue and i went there and i held the rabbi and the people after the 2018 shooting and all that kind of stuff he went on and on about that we'll come to find out that wasn't true he had never been there the rabbi said he's never been here Mm -hmm. well the white house issues a statement over the weekend like saturday night late everybody's drunk or asleep and issues a statement says no 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 he didn't go there he he called them on that day it was a virtual hug Exactly. It was a telephone hug. Yeah. And then there was the Nelson Mandela thing where he said he went yeah, down and busted see, that's, Mandela that's, that's, out. That's the one that got me. Right. Busted Mandela out. Yeah. And then and then to come find out, he had to admit, yeah, that wasn't true. <laughs> it's like, you've never been there. How did you bust him out? Well, you so, scaled the prison wall right. with socks that see, I tied together. And... That's the thing. And, and, <laughs> and that kind of stuff that, that he's doing there, that's not dementia. That's just stuff that he has convinced himself over the years is real and true. And what do they say about a pathological liar? He tells that lie to himself enough times where it becomes his reality, mm-hmm. becomes the truth. I, you know, I won the Super Bowl in 1963. Namath and I, we ran out on the field. We had our fingers in the air, number one. And I was right there, standing right next to him. Now, they cut me out of the video. You don't see me running next to Namath. But I was, that was me. I was there. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm the one that told him to predict that we were going to win. Exactly. I, I told him, I said, Job, now would be a good time to put your finger in the air and run out on the field. That's the kind of thing that happens to people who continuously tell a lie over and over and over again. The problem is when you're the president of the United States, you know, it, it's a really bad time to be lying. But secondly, the problem is the last guy that was in office, the media said every day this guy was a liar. Remember, Jim Acosta, every time they turned around, they were saying Trump is the biggest liar it's ever been in there blah 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 and they will not point these out that you and i just did right they will not do that to, to joe biden that's yeah, the hypocrisy and it's a real easy search for all of that as well it's publicly uh, acknowledged yeah. it's he's, out there. Been in, he's been in, in in the public eye for 50 years <laughs> everybody you know? knows everything he's done <laughs> between that point and now it's out there is on the record it's so. out there so it's no surprise that the white house is cutting him off and chris is about to cut me off because i'm going long oh well okay <laughs> we'll, we'll take a quick break we'll come back on the other side here on ktsa don't forget tech tuesday is coming up at 650 with west much i gotta tell you about pecos fence company where you get the best looking fence the highest quality fence a fence that's going to last and look great for your piece of property no matter how large or how small that property is pecos 
Broncos will take care of you. Cedar privacy fencing, chain link fencing, security fencing with a razor wire on top, ornamental steel. They can build it all. They can even use stone pillars and, well, as steel uh, for, for your posts so you don't have to worry about the posts ever giving up. They'll be there forever and ever. Free estimates always available, too. Contactless estimates. They can do your estimates by the phone, by email, whatever works for you. You turn to the best in Texas when it comes to all of your fencing needs. And also, if you'd like to do the work yourself and just buy the materials from Pecos, they'll sell it to you at a much lower price point than any of the big box stores. Pecos Fence Company, the best in Texas at 210-655. Proper trimming is an art form. 210-556-8747. That's 556-8747. Hey, this is Scott Robbins, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. And Gavin, you have a governor to make sure Donald Trump's dark, destructive, divisive politics Ooh. never finds a place in California. <laughs> Man, it's funny to watch that yesterday. Today is the day that they're voting to recall Gavin Newsom out in California, right? And, you know, Larry Elder is uh, a, a black guy, but uh, when he looks in the mirror, he sees a white supremacist, according to the media and the Democrats and Gavin Newsom. He's a white supremacist. He's a black guy. I mean, this is, this is how absurd the Democrats are. And again, they are relying mostly on mail-in ballots out in California. What could go wrong with that? You know, this whole thing, the, the, the model that they used in 2020 last year, they're using it in California in the, in the Gavin Newsom thing. So you know how it's going to go. You're going to wake up tomorrow. All the headlines are going to be California loves Newsom and all that kind of stuff. But what's interesting is Gavin Newsom hasn't run so much against Larry Elder as he has against Donald Trump. Every speech Trumpism's got to go. Trumpism can never make it to California. I'm here to make sure Trumpism doesn't make it here and Donald Trump never makes it to California and blah, blah, blah. Hey, coming up, West Bunch uh, with uh, 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 Cyber Tuesday, Tech Tuesday, and he just sent me the note. Two cybersecurity advisories are out this morning, one involving a direct attack through your social media account. He's going to tell you what those attacks are coming through your social media account coming up Tech Tuesday in less than 10 minutes from right now. The 14th annual Raul Jimenez Radiothon is going on now through October 15th. Just like last year, you know, COVID's got everything messed up again this year. So it's going to be delivery again this year where uh, Patricia Jimenez and the family will be delivering the meals to people all over wherever they might be. Uh, Last year, you helped uh, feed about 10,000 people uh, through our area. You get a chance to do that again this year. Just go to KTSA.com to donate, and thank you very much. KTSA.com, presented by Airtron Heating and Air, Window World, Institute for Functional Health, and the fine folks over at Ansira. And thank you very much for helping us out with that. Tell you about Car Zeus. That's the place that's ready to buy your car, and they'll do it in a hurry if you need to sell it right away and you want to put some cash in your pocket right away. Car Zeus, CarZeus.com. The new and improved option when looking to sell your car. They eliminate all the risk, all the time, all the headache, and all the hassle. You simply log on to the website at CarZeus.com. They send you an accurate offer. The offer's free. There is no obligation. In fact, the service is free. It doesn't cost you a thing to sell your car to CarZeus.com. Now, again, they can have cash in your pocket today, or if you'd like to wait, you certainly can. In fact, the offer is good for 500 miles or five days, whichever comes first, and they're here to take care of you and make it so easy on you at CarZeus. That's all. Guests of the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Uh, 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 uh. 6.50 now, 550 KTSA, FM 1071, Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. Well, another reason for me to divorce myself once again from social media, I guess, I tell you it's just so so disheartening every time i turn around to hear something about how social media is wrecking our lives uh, there was a story in the hill newspaper this morning about how it is primarily responsible for a lot of the political division and it's uh, in the country and driving us farther and farther away from each other but now how about cyber threats through social media Wes Bunch, the CEO at Bridgehead IT, is joining me now, and you can find them at 210-477-7999. He joins me every Tuesday at this time for Tech Tuesday 
All right, Wes, tell us about this threat. Well, good morning, Trey. Yeah, you know, probably once or twice a week we get called in to help a company that, uh, you know, wasn't following cybersecurity best practices and has been hit by, you know, some form of cyber attack like ransomware. And, you know, the question always comes up with, you know, how did this happen? Uh, How did they get in? Um, And in many cases, after we go through this exhaustive forensics process to answer that question, um, the answer to that can often be summed up by this funny meme that I saw online the other day. And this meme showed two pictures, right? The top picture showed this kind of shadowy, nefarious-looking character sitting in a dark basement in front of two, you know, large monitors, just kind of hacking away in the middle of the night. And the caption on that photo said, how people think they get hacked, right? And then the bottom picture showed another image with a bunch of questions on it. And some of these questions were like, um, you know, if you had to marry your spouse uh-huh. and you met them, where would your wedding have been? Uh-huh. Or the car you passed your driver's test in was a, and you know, you fill in the blank. Yep. Name a song that you love, or how far away do you live from the place you were born? Uh And and this photo was titled, How People Really Get Hacked. And and I love that because it was so true. When we play these games that that, that come in through social media like this, we're divulging a ton of personally identifiable information about ourselves. So good, man. Yeah, and it's often used in security questions, like to recover passwords or maybe as a second factor to log in. You know, you have to enter in those questions. So, so at the end of the day, it's a hacker's goldmine. And while these games, you know, are, are kind of fun to play and it's fun to see what other people's answers are, they provide the perfect roadmap to a threat actor in terms of how to get in and steal information from us. And it's funny, I'm, I'm looking at one right now online, and it was posted last night, and it has over 4,000 answers to it already. Man. So, you know, if I'm, if I'm looking to just, just do not good things, like, I mean, this is just like, the perfect roadmap. Wes, I'm, so, I'm I'm looking down through my feed right now. I can't I can't find one now, but those things pop up all the time. I never answer the question. I never do. Number one, I just don't have time to stop and fill it out. But number two, somebody told me a long time ago. Anytime you do that, or when you like check in, or you know uh, change your you, you participate in these. Um, Oh, I don't know these little things that people would send you all the time and that ask you to play a game with them or something. You were just opening yeah. the back door to everything that you have. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny, I, I called a friend the other day who, who's a pretty sharp guy who I saw online answering those questions. I'm like, man, what are you, you know, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm down with COVID right now, and I'm so bored. I was just sitting here you know, going through social media. And, yeah, you're right, I shouldn't have done that. And so it's, it's just it's a thing that we kind of all have to be reminded to just stop and think because there's, it, you know, generally it's a no-brainer to avoid those things, but sometimes people just do here you for go. one reason or another. Here you so go. We have to be careful. Here, I just came so across the, one. The average dog knows about 165 words. What words have you taught your dog? So, if you go in there and comment, there you go. You go in and comment, man. That that could that, what that could be like a, uh, a it could be a password. Absolutely, it could be a password, or it could just be you know a custom security question that you set up for yourself. Wow, you know all of these answers just just lead to a bunch of information about you that you otherwise wouldn't think. But so, yeah, but we, but, we but at the bottom of these questions is the guy sitting in the dark room of his dad's basement in his underwear doing this? Right? Yeah, that's absolutely. that's where they are. I mean, who, who you know that that's an interesting question. Who who typically? is the hacker is it the guy you know, that the crime syndicate in russia that we hear about or is it some 13 year old boy getting his jollies who's doing this well, in, in most cases i mean predominantly in most cases it's state-funded cyber terrorism so it is these cyber gangs that are you know in russia and china and in places like kenya and you know and all these places where uh, and, and by the way all your answers that they're they're worth money like they can actually sell those answers, not, you know, not for much, you know, pennies each. But when there's four thousand of them that hit uh, in in twelve hours, wow. hey, that's that's not a bad revenue stream for somebody in you know Qatar, for instance. Yeah. So, so yeah. It's, uh, so there's another one. There's another threat, right? Yeah. The other one. Yeah. Quickly, just be be aware. There's a, a, a text message phishing scheme going around right now, and, and gosh, I've gotten four of these in the last couple of days, and it's a it's an SMS message that may appear to come from FedEx or UPS referencing a package they're trying to deliver to you, but they can't due to an unpaid shipping bill. And it provides a link where you can go online and view your account and see what the problem is. But when you click on that link, of course, it comes to your phone. It prompts you to 
log into your email account to get more information. Well, that link that you click that provides your email login really isn't your email login, but if you enter in your username and password to your email system into that, you're going to feed a threat actor your email credentials. And very shortly thereafter, somebody's going to be in your email, right? Or it may present a fake uh, FedEx-looking website where you enter in your FedEx credentials and you may think, well, who cares if somebody has my FedEx credentials? Well, a lot of people use the same usernames and passwords across all sites. So if, if they're in your FedEx account, now they can get into Netflix. Now they can get into Amazon. Now they can get into eBay, you know, all your other accounts. And so uh, just, you know, FedEx and UPS are not going to send you a text message saying that your account is delinquent and, and to please log in and, and see what's going on. That's just not how they do that. So be very careful about that because that one looks really legit. And we've seen, uh, you know, people that are, are, are sharp and stay on top of this falling for that one. So, Man, I, so I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to open up my phone to all those people. I just wanted to buy an extended warranty for my car. That's all I wanted. Exactly. <laughs> Simple as that, right? That's all I wanted. Wes, thank you, man, as always. And, again, you can reach them at Bridgehead IT at 210-477-7999. Have a great day, and we'll talk next week. Thanks, Trey. You too. Always great to visit with Wes Bunch from Bridgehead IT for Tech Tuesday. And there you have it. Okay, so uh, coming up on Warren Rima this morning, we're going to go back to some of uh, Anthony Blinken's very boring testimony from yesterday. It was incredible. We're also going to tell you about the new newest power couple that's moving into Austin. Now, when in fact, they've already moved to Austin. We're going to tell you about them. And yes, you know their names. And a little bit about this transgender fight. I don't know if you saw this MMA uh, fight. It's absolutely disgusting. It goes back to the whole transgender people, guys who cannot win in the arena of fighting guys, whether it's on a football field, baseball field, tennis, and now MMA fighting, right? You can't win over there because, you know, you know, you just, you're not a competitor. And instead of saying, you know what, I'm not a competitor, they decide to say, I'm a girl, and they go over and they pick on the girls, right? But in this case, with the MMA fighter, this is not just like throwing a shot put in a, in a you know a Olympic stadium or something, or powerlifting like we had the Olympian powerlift. This guy nearly beat this this girl to death, and uh, we're going to talk about that during where in Rima because there's legislation in Austin right now to stop this idiocy, and that's what it is. It's out and out idiocy to allow boys to compete in girls' sports, and vice versa, by the way. So we'll talk about that coming up. Where and Ryman next, KTSA.